Hello and welcome back to another episode of Accidentally Starting a Food Business by Condomaniac. Hey. It's been a while. It has. I don't know how long, a few weeks. I feel like we start every podcast with that and it's usually my fault because you've been like, okay, can we do a podcast? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually great and I always try and do podcasts on time. Mm-hmm. But then I'm met with, no, not today. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I think I have to be in a certain place. And we've got a lot off our plate. This is prime time this month because we've got a lot off our plate. And uh, now we have the mental freedom to be able to hopefully talk about some of this stuff. Yes. <laughs> Should we yes. update on some non-topical things first? Yeah. So the the theme of this episode will be marketing. Yeah. As you, anyone that is listening will already know but before we do that um i sometimes like to just give a bit of an update of where we are in our business journey just to give some context and keep y'all y'all up to date (laughs) so basically last time we talked to you i think we told you that we were we were both currently working part-time four days a week and Kier had just quit his job Mm -hmm. and you are now how far away from actually being out of work one week one more week. One week, yeah. So Friday next week's my last day. Very exciting. And since then, I have also quit my job. Yeah. And I've got another two weeks now. We got a taste for it. We just decided that quitting jobs was, was the kind of thing that we wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, we, we were obviously going down in, in hours and days already. Like, I think we knew that we weren't going to work part-time that long. It was just, I think we were too scared to just go all in, just in case it wouldn't last, which, you know, never really goes away. But yeah, we had a particularly busy patch uh, a few times in Q1, I hate saying that. but Q1, look at you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm starting to do like some kind of accountancy speak because we have an accountant and they use all sorts of terms and words and I kind of catch up on that. Yeah, well, Andy, he he sent this video the other day and was going on about how he says, what does he say? He repeated a word about a million times. Quarter, I think it was. Quarter, yeah, that the was first a... quarter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great. But basically, we had a few nice things happen for us in the first three months of 2021, so that we had some nice sales days, and it was just very busy. We had some bottlenecks with supplier deliveries and just a lot of stressful things happening and Mm -hmm. our jobs just got in the way to the point where we were like right it's now or never let's just go all in and see how we go we can always find new jobs and I think this might segue quite nicely into this episode actually so both of us were marketing managers yep my title was digital marketing manager and your title was client marketing manager Yes, which is, I mean, so... Same thing, pretty much. Different industries. My job was in the music and entertainment industry, and yours was... For accountants. Boy. It was, but it was a creative agency. <laughs> yeah. It was a creative agency. It was great. The Profitable Firm, it was called. It was great. Shout out if you're an accountant. I don't know why you're listening to this if you're an accountant, but... <laughs> <laughs> if you are. Shout out. Uh, that, that's where you should go to get some marketing. Because they were very kind to me. But yeah, um, so we were both marketers and then we sort of, now we've been blessed. Blessed, I sound like one of those people on Instagram. Blessed enough. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed enough to quit (laughs) our jobs. And and yeah, now, so I guess, well, bad segue, but yeah, let's talk about marketing. Yeah, I'm going to actually just, because I keep making noises with my bottle, we usually say what we drink. So today I'm drinking... Old Moot Cider, I think that's how you actually pronounce it. I know people say Old Mout, yeah, it says it on the back phonetically. Old Moot Cider in pineapple and raspberry, which is, I think, my favourite flavour. And I am drinking, um, it's a particular vintage, Anno 1366, (laughs) Stella Artois. A Belgian lager. From from Belgium, you may have heard of it. It's pretty posh. Um, So anyway, look, marketing. Um, If you've started a business or anything and you want to market it where do you start where's the best place to start how long is a piece of string here i mean where would you start where did we start with condomania we started i mean we didn't have any money in the beginning 
Well, that was kind of my next question. Where do you start and do you need to spend loads of money? So that's the thing, um, they're all very linked. I don't think you need to spend loads of money. It makes no sense to have a business where you haven't proven the fact that there is demand and you haven't had any sales to whack in, like, get a 10 grand brand, like, done from someone, get a logo and get, like, all that jazz. But there are some questions I think everyone needs to ask themselves about their own business, like, who is their audience? Who do they want to be as a business? Like, what kind of message are you trying to send? How do you want to come across? So I guess the way we did it is, at the time, I don't think you were actually working in marketing yet. I think it was... I don't think I was either. So this is actually kind of interesting because we both got into marketing in the last two years and we started Condominic the year before that. Yeah. So I guess we instinctively went into it like most people would. Yeah, and I guess also we've... I mean, I'd been in bands for years and you had been a photographer, so we were always in that that world. Yeah, so visually, I think we knew that we wanted like a certain like brand aesthetic, like we wanted it to be dark and kind of sleek. And I remember that we talked about like um, what kind of brands we like, and then we tried to find out why we like them, and we tried to kind of replicate that. We did, yeah. We had a little chat about it, didn't we? Yeah. So we, I mean, I, I would echo what Jen's saying as a marketer. My biggest thing is thing that so many people get wrong is they launch into a product and they don't really know why they're doing it they're just like oh i just want to sell they you know or even worse they just kind of see soullessly kind of see a gap in the market they don't really care about it but they want to do they think there's an opportunity which is kind of fine as an entrepreneur but it's not great as a marketer you've got to go back to basics this is my big thing i'm always banging on about it jen jen takes a bit of a pinch of salt because you're a little bit more (laughs) utilitarian about some of your things but with me it's like I've literally got something on the wall here which is this golden circle thing and I can't remember it's by some guy Simon Sinek I think it is actually <clears throat> and um it looks like a target and in the middle there's why and then the the next layer there's how and the outer layer there's what and I think a lot of people when they're doing marketing they start with the what and they go you know I am selling sauce buy my sauce that's that's not great um people want to know more and more now with the the kind of little micro niches that are like springing up all over the place why you're doing something they care people care now about your your mission and your and 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 why you started the company and your story and things like that and they want to they want to become fans of your brand um, so your job is to let them, and to start, you need to know why you're doing it. So with us, my our whole thing, a condomaniac, was always about. It was born out. Of, it wasn't a business first, as we've said. It was born out of our love for condiments. We were doing the Instagram, and then we were like, oh, maybe we could make this into a business. Um, and and the why for us has always been like supplying condiments for condomaniacs for like collectors people that you know have a fridge like us that's half full of stuff like like, so i can't fit food in it because i've got too many condiments in there i need to get a condiments fridge actually i can't believe i don't know my business is condomaniac and i haven't got one um and producing products for people like that and my thing was always like you know there's a whole aisle of wine yeah, there's a whole aisle of condiments, but it's, n- it's never really taken very seriously. It's always the afterthought. It's always like, we've got the meal, and then there's the condiments. But yeah. for me, it was always, the condiments is my favourite bit. And this is what we did, or at least I started this business for. Like, in this instance, it's like, I want to make condiments for people that the condiments are the most exciting part of any meal. Yeah, it goes back to your whole um, restaurant idea where you want to... Oh, that will happen one day. ...have the menu be the condiments and then you get yeah. accompanying food. Yeah, that'll be it. We've got to build the brand a bit more first, but <laughs> the sides will be the food and the condiments will be the main dish. Um, that will happen, but one day. And uh, so anyway, that was our why. We wanted to make condiments the main event. And then we built out from there. So is that what you'd said? Like we sat down, we kind of chatted about it and we thought about why and then we had a little look around and we 
checked out some businesses, other businesses that we liked, didn't we? We kind of scrapbooked it. Yeah. I think we actually did a Pinterest, didn't we? If you, uh, but if by the way, if you hear something sounding like a helicopter's taking off in the background, it's my stupid laptop. <laughs> Decided today it can't hack it, can't take the heat. I think it did it in another episode as well. Yeah, um, yeah, well. But yeah. So we started with a Pinterest board and deciding who we were serving and why, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest and say that at the time I didn't really take it all that seriously and I wasn't, I don't know, I just didn't didn't feel like it mattered because I always knew we were going to change it again, but that's not a good way to think about it, really. You're just very German. No. You're much I'm... a less touchy-feely person than me. I'm like... All about the why would anyone want to do this? Why why do they care? And you're like, let's just make some great stuff and sell it. Yeah, I was definitely the kind of person that was like, what? Oh yeah, great product. People will want to buy it. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, in my mind, as a, as the kind of market that I am, at least that's not that's not enough now because there's so much noise out there. You've got to really stand out. But anyway. We don't want to debate about. No, about I agree. Nowadays, it. it's just in three years ago, I just didn't didn't think yeah, investing well, that kind of thought was really worth it. It's fine. So, we started out with a Pinterest board and a conversation, essentially. Um, I mean, we had the name, which was something because some people have to like had the name yeah. agonize over the name. So we had the Thought name before that. it was a business, and then I think the logo was like. Again, I think you did the first logo and we just, I think we had a conversation again where we were like, what should be our logo? And we just thought about like a... Little mascot guy. Like a bottle, yeah. I mean, the thing is, so much has changed and you're right about that fact. The fact is, I think a lot of people go out, they they think up a business and they, they're like, uh, everything has to be perfect and 100% great before I launch it. And like what you said about testing the concept. Like, there's no point spending thousands... We've all watched it on Shark Tank, that person who's invested two years of their life and £200,000 in this stupid idea. (laughs) And they've never once stopped to think about the fact that, does anyone actually want this? Yeah, and when someone asks, what are your sales? And they're like, actually, I'm pre-revenue. Pre-revenue, and you're asking for a million pounds. What? But um, with... With us, it's, it's like, and I would always, anyone that's starting anything, I'd be like, you know, do, you know, try your best, but get the minimum viable product out there ASAP. Because then you're going to start getting feedback from people. Then you're going to start, like, uh, finding your audience. Then you're going to start getting a lot more feed. you know, well, I just said feedback. <laughs> I said it again, you know, I mean, then you're going to start discovering who you are because that process does take time yeah and you Um, can't start until you start so just start even if it's not exact i mean it should be good be happy with it but it will never be perfect even now we yeah the first the first iteration of condomaniac's website was terrible It (laughs) it was all brightly colored i i sketched up the logo myself and then got someone on fiverr to make it into a logo for like 20 quid no it was like 50 quid i think and they and they because it was fiverr basically just drew over what i did and made it a vector file which was really like (laughs) underwhelming had that on there and then then it was all you know it wasn't very on brand it was kind of brightly colored in a lot of ways i think there there was like three different colors in the logo it was like blue and red red and all this kind of stuff and but we got something up there and we, you know, we started you know, get, like, like making products and getting them out into the world. It was only after, it was only in 2000, well, it was only about a year, half a year later maybe. When did we invest in, in Luke doing us a brand? A year and a half ago now, so yeah. So obviously having lots of wonderful creative uh people around us we've mentioned luke before who does all of our artwork um it got to the point after a while we'd sold a few bottles of sauce and we were kind of cracking on i think yeah we'd sold a few of the old designs before we got there yeah we we outgrew i think yeah we outgrew the 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 old the old brand the old setup Mm. and uh we were like okay we need to invest some money now in making this look good 
like so that we can grow the market. Um, and we went to our friend Luke, and he did a um, he was a designer, and he did a full brand. He branded us, so he designed the logo. He put together the colours. He did a custom font. He um, did all the stuff that any kind of good designer should do. And I guess that really allowed us to level up in a way. I then took it, rebuilt the entire website. It was still on Wix at that point. Um, And we started, we took our first foray into something that looked a little bit more profesh, I guess. But all of that, I mean, Luke could, he charged us like a, well, what was that? Mates rates. (laughs) Mates rates for what he did, because he's obviously a good guy. Um, but it was still a bit of an investment. Yeah, it was definitely. I mean, we, we, we only just started. We paid ourselves for the very first time a tiny, tiny little dividend last month. Mm-hmm. Was it this month? Last month. Yeah. Um, so this was one and a half years ago, so we really didn't make any money. And this was like us putting some savings into it, not knowing if it would ever come back, because obviously... At the time we did such low sales, it might have just not done anything. So that was a bit of a jump where we both were like, we're going to take this seriously and try and make it work. Yeah. The yeah. thing is, if you're starting a business to make money, you're starting it for the wrong reason. Yeah. It's literally, you, like, like, money is a pleasant byproduct of doing something that you care about and enjoy. If you don't care about it, don't bother because you're going to hit a lot of roadblocks. Yeah, I also just want to, I mean, it might be on your list anyway, but like around the same time, one and a half years ago, um, a bit earlier that year, I got a job in marketing and I mostly did and still do ad buying. So I got into like ads and stuff. So that was around the same time we actually started running ads for the first time, mm-hmm. yeah. which is another side of marketing. It is. I don't know if you had that on your list already. I love that, Jim. Why don't you just let me <laughs> you know, like... Who's the who's the host here? Well, I don't know actually. Yeah, Who is the host? no one. <laughs> you're the one with the list, darling. You're, you're skipping all over the Sorry. place. One it was minute, just, it was one the minute same we're time. we're branding, the, the next minute we're buy, buying ads. What next, Jen? What next? Whatever next. Anyway, so you know that, that does kind of like relate to some of the stuff that I wanted to talk about. I guess to you, a question: What is good marketing? So we've talked about how to get started. We've talked about money. I think money, yeah, one of my ideas was, you know, do you need to spend lots of money for good marketing or to, to, to start? Yeah, yes marketing? or no. Um, and You get I what you say, pay for, but also you don't need anything good. In the, well, you need something, but you don't necessarily need your final identity at the beginning, which, is almost, which almost never happens. And also even the biggest brands in the world do rebrand themselves from time yep. to time so and they spend that money all over again so my my answer would always be right at the start you don't but there's two you don't need lots of money but if you don't spend lots of money then you have to spend lots of time that's always the thing right if you're not willing to invest the time yourself in making something look good then you're you're going to have to spend money on getting someone else to spend that time and that's literally it. So you have to be willing to put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. <laughs> or think... not. Or put your time where your <laughs> mouth is, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, but marketing is also more than just having a logo. I think we had the advantage of having our Instagram account. So we had somewhat of a, what do they call it, like a brand story? Like we had some kind of trail behind us. Like we had to spend loads of time doing the work. Mm. So we had like somewhat of an identity just from having that that account and that had nothing to do with having a logo or a, a slogan or a brand message. It just proved these guys like condiments and they yeah. now sell source. So like having something like that can also be really, really helpful. Just some big companies have really crap logos now. They do. <laughs> but they just work really hard to try and get people there. So I think... Starting with the fundamentals, that's one of the big takeaways. We can give some. We can give some other takeaways at the um, uh, at the end, but um, that's one of them. Uh, so, I mean, I guess my next thing is, like, what do you feel like good marketing is? 
That's a difficult question. You could come out with a hit hard-hitting, deep questions here. Call me Kia Theroux. I, I, I guess good marketing is when you see, like, let's say an ad. Um, I can't remember. I think we watch, like, Shark Tank on Canadian VPN. So we get, like, ads from Canada. And do you remember that ad from, I can't remember, I wish I could remember the company, but like where the ad is about how boring the company is, it's like an interior company or something. And the kid is trying to chuck something down the stairs, but it gets stuck because of the way that the steps are like laid out. I don't know, I don't remember that one. You watched it with me and you said it was really good. But basically it's just, it's like an anti-ad that was, so the company kind of made fun of themselves for being really boring. And, and the, like, the only the only ad I remember is one of the ones where um, the ones about the car. Oh yeah, that's we're, a good one too. I like that. Like, would you cover me in this ridiculous situation? It's Final like destination kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. See, that's so good. I guess they're two different angles, but I guess good good ad, ads is not the only form of marketing. But a good marketing is something that you you find clever and something that sticks with you. Like I remember this ad, but I've only seen it like twice, and. I guess also marketing is good if it just hits like a nerve of the time. Like a lot of brands now go on TikTok, like I know Innocent Drinks, I saw one of theirs earlier. All of their marketing on TikTok is very like um, on purpose, kind of low budget and with with the times and like trying to blend in. And they basically are doing their marketing like they don't know what they're doing, which they might not. I mean, I don't know. Their marketing team might just be... Is it kind of awkward? Is it sort of like, oh, these are sort of late millennials trying to do, trying to sell? No, to... it's very like what people actually upload to TikTok. Like right. they, they do in the trends. In a good then... way or a bad way? In in quite a good way. They take like the piss out of themselves. Because I think Innocent, you said Innocent, right? Yeah. I think they're quite well known for being good marketers, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, the they company. do. They obviously like outwardly, they have like an actual like marketing message and like they have branding and stuff but like just their presence on tiktok they molded their own marketing to the platform Mm. so it's very like um you know filters and trends and but very like not taking themselves seriously and saying this is us the marketing department not knowing what we're doing oh my god blah 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 and like they they took the mick out of the whole colin cuthbert aldi versus mns situation So they're just kind of jumping on the wagon, which, you know, I see their stuff all the time and I think it's good. Um, I think companies that can, Ryanair actually, another one. I'm just name dropping, but it's all these companies that are just embracing marketing in a sense that they mold it to the platform on which they're marketing. Because you can't market the same on Facebook as you do on TikTok or I other, think, you need yeah, to. I think that's a very, very good bit of advice. Mm. Yeah, no, it's true. People interact differently depending on the platform they go through. So you're kind of saying that good marketing is good ideas and uh, originality more than it is yeah, I mean, just there's... chucking loads of money at the wall and seeing if it sticks. Yeah, and sometimes you just wonder how things get through marketing departments. Like we all know that Pepsi ad with, was it Kendall Jenner, where her drinking Pepsi stopped like a kind of fight or something it was very cringe or the burger king debacle was it burger king what, sure. what what was the women should be in the kitchen one? oh yeah i mean that was, that was burger king wasn't it yeah On that was international um, woman's day yeah that was them trying to be clever or like get attention to promote their they have like a women work women working in like being restaurant managers or something. They tried to do a good thing, but they did it very badly. And yeah, it was just in poor, poor taste. Yeah. So, yeah, so you kind of think, adapt to the platform, have good ideas. That That's some good advice. Although, you know, I always find we, we've only got an hour or so on this podcast, so I feel like I could talk about this. I could do a whole podcast just on marketing, so... Fortunately, we're not going to delve super deep into no, all these kind of sorry, things. No, sorry, just but. before I forget, there is, I'm sorry for name-dropping these companies, I feel a bit bad, but like another example of someone trying to do good marketing is Squarespace. I got an ad from them, mm-hmm. I think, yesterday. And you know, they're, they're using like a good asset where it's like a, a phone, like a text conversation, and it's all like real-time, and yeah, it's yeah. just someone saying, hey, oh, I want to sell this, and then the mum replies saying, oh, honey, great, you should Squarespace it. 
Oh, what is Squarespace? Oh, God, and they're awkward. trying to make them, them a verb, like, you know, Google it. And all the comments are just, you can't force it. It should happen naturally. Stop trying to make Squarespace. No. <laughs> That's so bad, isn't it? It's like, you don't, you can't, you can't make yourself a verb. But you I can just see, you can see the marketer that stood in front of Thought the panel it was a great going, idea, guys, yeah. Squarespace. We're going to make us a verb and everyone's going to use it. Make a new website, Squarespace. It's Squarespace. It's going to be a thing, just like people say. Yeah, I know. You can, see, you can see that meeting in the board. And they're like, oh my God, yes, let's do that. And all these old white blokes just kind of went, sounds a good idea. We don't know that. But, love that. but sometimes, oh, I don't definitely know. definitely was. It's just with marketing like that, if you do actual, like Condomaniac is not anywhere near a place where we have like an actual campaign with trying to get a new brand message across but it's no. it's something that is really hard to get right and you need to really hit the right tone of the time and mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah or be in it for the long run and stick to it like yeah. nike just do it or nike who knows nike whatever it is <laughs> i think i brought those up before so that's good marketing i think i feel feel that there's some good stuff there so on on the re- flip and reverse to that um, flip reverse it. Mm. Uh, marketing fails. That's what people want to know about. What have we done that was a massive marketing fail? Well, I have to bring up your um, sample thing again. That wasn't really marketing. That was, yeah, that, it was. That was more of sort of idea. I think it's marketing. kind of was marketing. Yeah, I guess. So, just for anyone that doesn't know, Kia had this obsession with the fact that people can't taste things they order online first like you would at a market so he had the idea that we should send out free samples which yeah, we did well, yeah, yeah we did send them free but we charged just a quid for postage yeah it was like two pounds for shipping because yeah. it was like three vials of sauce for two quid shipping and we sent like 130 and there was three vials in every envelope so it was like 300 vials or something yeah yeah so it was quite a lot and it didn't work no didn't work but that was my point I just said to you, I want to see if this works. And it didn't, because it turns out that the kind of people generally that buy free samples don't commit to buying things on, online. Buying free samples sounds like an oxymoron. Well, you know, well, you know, but yeah, I know commit to ordering a free sample, don't yeah. commit to buying no. the full product. I guess it's not a fail in the sense that, like, Everyone had a good experience. There was no, nothing went wrong with it. It just no. didn't convert. So for us, it was um, yeah. we didn't get a return on our investment. So to no, speak, we, didn't. we made a loss on that idea. I mean, I think I mean on marketing fails. We're doing them all the time. So I placed a I placed a a Google shopping ad for our ranch the other day, and it spent like nearly a hundred pounds and sold like one, which is <laughs> <laughs> just terrible, and. That was only because I didn't check it for a couple of days, but the conversion rate was just awful. And uh, but I think marketing, any like I said this the other day, like marketing is just trial and error. What will work for one person won't work for another. And whilst you know there's kind of common what do they say there's like status quo and there's common knowledge and certain things that people agree work. When it comes to your business. At the end of the day, you don't you don't know exactly what's going to work, and the only thing you can do is try. So, I think we've tried a lot more things than we do kind of successfully. If you get me, like nine, like well, I'd say ninety, that might be a bit much, but seventy percent of the stuff we try doesn't really work, and then thirty percent of it kind of does, and that pays for the rest of the stuff that we do. Yeah. Marketing wise. At the same time, we don't do that much yet. So we run some ads and we have changed our slogan a few times, but we haven't done anything drastic with a big investment that where we could say, oh, this was a fail. Because, you know, us losing 100 quid in a Google shopping ad is unfortunate, but it's not it's not really a fail because I'd rather just lose 100 quid than not trying. And we have other ads that have a really good return on investment mm. where they just run for months and they just continuously work. So it's I wouldn't the, say we had a fail. Well, that is a fail. And I think that, but I guess my point is, marketing is about failing. It's about trying things, and if they don't work, being like, oh, okay, well, I'll try something else. 
Okay, I think I might just have a different, like, I wouldn't call it a fail. I just think it's just part of marketing that you can't expect that everything will just make you money because if it was that easy, everyone would just do that. Yeah, of course they would. You need to be patient. You need to put in the work. If you place a Facebook ad, what you'll find is that you'll get some traffic, ideally, like you'll get people clicking on your link. But like you always say, if the website then is hard to use, yeah. once they're on the site and they don't, can't use the website, then that traffic is just worthless. Like you need to have all your ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. And your brand message on your website needs to, the whole user what they call user experience needs to be like seamless and just easy so every like anything can put off someone what they call like a cart drop off rate where if your shipping is hard to like figure out how much you're going to pay or like if i don't know if maybe the navigation on your site they can't find what they're looking for or if you give them a discount code and they don't know where to redeem it whatever anything can drop someone off their um, way to buy something. So what happens on the actual ad platform is one thing, and then there's a whole other part behind that. You know, obviously we're just talking about digital marketing there. You can sometimes sell stuff physically, but... I mean, let's be real, like... in <laughs> I think we've, especially because we've just been through a year and it's still ongoing, of COVID-19, we're just like physical selling stuff physically in the real world is just yeah, like a advertising like no one I, I wouldn't i mean for us not anyway but like for some brands it might make more sense but i would never pay for like an ad in a magazine or like oh, a yeah. tube poster or something which is still crazy done People and it's still do it. thou- tens of thousands of pounds to lots do of that. bands do that and it blows my mind At, when i when i see a band that's kind of like not i don't know not kind of green day or like <laughs> Like huge, I and they're doing a tube ad. I'm like, that's just a vanity project. That's literally it. I see it and I'm like, you spent tens of thousands of pounds on just being able to say that you had a tube ad. Yeah, I'm sure a few people went and bought the album, but there's no way that you placing that tube ad made back the money that you spent well and if it did then you can't track it because no one knows that kind of impact i mean this is like very niche but like just from my perspective working in the music industry and marketing i know for a fact that marketing budgets for most things are still split um like 70 30 towards physical like doing ads outside and in magazines and that even though digital ads usually account for like more than half of all the sales so it's a slow shift it's getting better like marketing budgets are adjusted a bit more towards digital especially this year but so far it's still very very slow but i when we did con like condomaniac ads i knew i was we were just gonna use all the digital knowledge i had yeah i'm gonna do that Not, no so, flyers here <laughs> so one of the things i was gonna say is what do you think is the best marketing channel and i kind of know the answer to this but i'm gonna ask it to you anyway i don't know actually if i i, I it's it's um maybe this is what you're preempting me saying but um it depends on your product and your audience well and well my my answer is there isn't one okay yeah that's <laughs> like, like what's the best marketing because people i think i get this all the time i'm sure you do when you work in marketing and anyone who owns a product what they want is a quick win they want to come in and they want to be like right they don't want to put in any of the legwork and they just want to place a google ad or a facebook ad and sell loads of stuff and i'm like again like you said earlier if it was that easy (laughs) everyone would have a vastly successful business no one, no businesses would ever fold and everyone would make money on their marketing investment. That's a big misconception people have. Um, I see it all the time where people think that if people, like other people just saw that product, they would immediately buy. So they think nope. as long as the ad's yeah. out there and people see my ad, they will buy because it's that great. Yeah, because they assume that everyone else gives as much of a shit about Yeah, their they, they understand their product, their product they from do. looking at it. Yeah. Which People don't. The thing is, no one cares. Like us, we're invested. We, we, you know, we live, breathe condomaniac. But for most, like, it takes up most of our time. Yeah. But for most other people out there, in fact, anyone that's listening to this podcast right now, like, we're a, just but a blip. We're, we're kind of passing through momentarily through their life. 
And people forget that. People forget that you need to get someone's attention, but not only that, you need to constantly educate them and build up a relationship so that then maybe they do buy from you. But, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like, there's a lot of business owners that just think, oh, yeah, because I care so much about this, as soon as someone else sees it, they're just going to have to buy it because it's the best idea ever. Yeah. So... Yeah, when it comes to marketing channels, that was kind of my point. I was like, I think everyone's like, you know, what do I need to... I get this all the time. Like, what do I need to do? Just like, just tell me what I need to do to sell my product or service, whatever it might be. Like, do I need to do Facebook ads? Do I, And the answer is no, you need to do everything. Well, you need to go you... back and you need to... Sorry to cut in, but you need to... <laughs> it's fine. You need to... Do everything we've talked about. Think about who you're selling to. Think about why. Put that properly on your website. Do create content. Do social media. <laughs> like do everything. Like like place digital ads and Facebook ads. Do do email campaigns. And I guess good marketing to me is the culmination of all of those efforts that come into one thing. Yeah. I was just wondering if it might be helpful for anyone listening who maybe doesn't have much marketing experience but wants to maybe look into doing some light marketing for their own brand to quickly kind of give a small overview over platforms and like what, I guess, what kind of demographics lives on there. Most people will know this, but like, I think the most common platforms are obviously Facebook and Instagram, which both of them are owned by Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, Instagram is probably your millennial platform. So most people on Instagram tend to be between sort of 25 and 40, slightly younger. I mean, people, the thing is Generation Z, so anyone born, I think, after 1997, they tend to have Instagram, but it's not their main platform. So on Instagram, you'll mostly reach the sort of, um, millennials so let's say maybe a bit younger than millennials so maybe like 23 to 40 uh, on Facebook it's the generation after that so probably generation x and even mm -hmm. boomers so you'll get more. oh yeah my nan's prolific on Facebook <laughs> yeah she's all over it and you'll get older millennials so you'll usually get something that between like 30 and 70 plus really with the biggest one being sort of um People in their 40s, probably, main Facebook mm -hmm. people you can reach now. And then Generation Z, which is, like I said, people born after 1997. So they are younger than 24, but older than, I believe, sort of 12. Mm -hmm. They are on TikTok, so that's kind of their platform. I think latest figures were like over 70% of all people on TikTok are under 21 or under yeah, 18 even they're very very young but people sometimes um misunderstand that because i see a lot of people thinking oh they're all kids so they don't have any money and they're not going to buy anything <laughs> do not think that because TikTok, they're all middle class kids mate and they get a decent <laughs> they're not all of them but um <laughs> there's they, even even if it's true that a lot of them are too young to actually buy anything they have parents they can ask why do you think there is ads for toys on tv they're aimed at kids, but it's not the kids buying anything. Okay. So if you can get a young teenager to beg their parents for something, that is that is basically it's, it's kind of you know a bit mean, but that's basically how that kind of advertising works. Yeah, that's what everyone's been doing. Yeah, and it's still super undervalued. Like people don't utilize TikTok because they think, oh, it's it's a fad. It's just kids on there. It's not going to be for me. But you know, don't sleep on TikTok. It, I love TikTok. It's great. I'm all over it now. <laughs> Yeah, like, you were... I've been sick. trying to... I've spent about six months trying to understand it, but I think I get it now. I get I get the... Uh, and I think it's got one of the best communities of any platform. Don't you feel like it has a bit of that, like, freedom, that MySpace flair freedom, where it's it does, a bit yeah. uncensored still? And... A bit uncensored, it's a bit wild, and there's a lot of very passionate people on there, and it's kind of... it. it yeah, it has that little bit of magic where, like, doing, like, a little stupid thing could actually make you could actually get a lot of attention yeah it doesn't have all those algorithmic things yet where on like instagram no one sees your stuff on facebook no one sees your stuff like it's still very different 
but that's just so that's I just wanted to give a quick overview and then obviously there's Google which Google has a lot of different ad formats like Google Shopping YouTube is part of Google so Google YouTube ads uh, search ads display ads all sorts so they're all slightly different but obviously Google is a huge search engine so for most people most any age group uses Google so mm-hmm. that's a good one but quite I find Google to be one of the hardest platforms to use as, a, as an advertiser I find it Clunky. Um, Reddit is a good one for certain yeah, we products. Haven't, we haven't done any No, Reddit, we haven't have we? done it yet. It's I haven't really done much activity on Reddit. But again, Reddit has so many communities. And, and there are also a lot of different age groups, but it's mostly sort of people in their later 20s. And again, millennials and a bit older on there. And then, I mean, there are so many. But they're the main they're ones. They're the main right? ones, I think. I mean, there is Twitter. You haven't mentioned that. Oh, but okay. So tw- Twitter, ads, Twitter like... ads are fine, but their targeting options are so limited. So I, I don't personally see the point, like, at the moment for us to use Twitter ads. Um, if you're a huge brand with a huge budget, Twitter is great to do advertising on, but you need to drop, like, 30 grand on it. And we're not at that point. You think it works? Uh, I think the big campaigns do because I know that you can get like they, they tailor stuff for you and I know mm. they can build audience bricks or whatever they call it for you. But the on the self-surf platform, the audience, like the targeting options are super limited. You can't target other people's followers, yeah. for example, which is something that That's rubbish. you can do on Facebook, basically. Mm-hmm. And on TikTok, it's all interest-based. So, Well, and lookalikes, I guess you can do now as well. If you don't know what lookalike audiences are, they are audiences that are made from another audience. And it's an audience that, as the name suggests, is just a similar audience to that. So it's like lookalike. So people that behave in different and similar patterns than another audience that you feed the machine. So let's say you have an audience of people who've all clicked on a link that you've given them. Then Facebook can make you an audience that is people that are likely to also act in that same way which is really helpful it is yeah yeah it is it's really good so i think that was pretty helpful jen well done um please don't contact me i will not place your ads for you <laughs> you can contact me i will <laughs> genuinely at kia kemp anyway um so uh what are we looking at social media that's something we haven't really touched on mm. that's a big thing so a lot of people want to know, how do I crack social media? Because we all see influencers out there. We all see people that have made vast amounts of money and got loads of followers and have a Lamborghini and all that kind of stuff. I wouldn't ever buy a Lamborghini. I think they're tacky. But um, how, you know, what's your advice to people who want to crack social media? Um so look, there is all these like different rules and like you can get all these decks, you can get like a deck for Instagram best practices and they can like give you, these are the peak times where you should post, this is the best engagement rate in the UK you can get at this day at this time every week. You should post between, I don't know, four and eight times a week at these times and this this will make you more successful, have highlights. Like there's obviously things that you should be doing, like you should have a a profile image if you have highlights, do group them together. Mm. Um, take your pictures like so they are aesthetically pleasing. Try and use all the features like tag a location, tag a product, use videos, use like several pictures, you know, a little function I can add like eight pictures. Like do use all the functions, but there is no recipe. You can't say, oh, if I post every day, at this time, I will definitely get loads of followers. That's just not how anything works. There is a recipe, but it's not one that people like. What, consistency? That's it. Yeah, they hate that. People like So literally, if anyone ever talks to me about social media, they're like, right, how do I do it? I'm just like, oh, I don't know. How do I make social media work for me? And I'm like, you become obsessed with it. That's it. You have to you consist, like, be consistent. So post all the friggin' time and uh, make the content great. The two hard things, basically. There's no shortcuts with social media. There's no shortcuts with any marketing, but especially social media. The reason influencers, any influencer out there has got the audience that they have is usually because up until that point, they haven't really had a life. 
Genuinely, if you're a YouTuber, if you're someone crazy on Instagram, you have to be thinking all the time, I'm going to post this, I'm going to share this, I'm going to share my entire life, everything I do, like those weird families that video everything and then upload it to YouTube. I'm like, just like me, it's, it's my idea of hell, like sharing every moment, not living in your own moment. But if you want to be an influencer on, on social media or at least get some decent traction on social media, that's the only way. It's live and breathe it, share everything, make sure your content is top quality and targeted well at the kind of people that you want to like, interact with. Make sure it's relevant and do it several times a day, every day, <laughs> without fail. And okay, I mean, that's that's one thing. But I, I firmly believe that there is a million ways to get to having a following. Because you see it all the time that people who shouldn't have a following get a following, even though they only post like once a month. And also, you know, there's these rules like 80-20. A lot of people just buy them, don't they? Well, yeah, but that... That's not what I mean. I mean, people who actually get a big following. Because there's always odd ones out that just... Well, yeah, like anything. You get one in a million that just hit the right not niche in a million. at the right time. I don't know. We, we might disagree on this. But, like, you know, there's also these, like, 80-20 rule, like, 80% of what you post should be personal and yeah, then 20% yeah, promotional. I don't I don't really believe in that so much because, like, for us, we're a brand page on Instagram. If I follow a brand, if I follow, like, I don't know, I follow, like, probably Heinz Foods or something, I don't expect them to post anything non-related to their brand. I follow them because I want to follow them because I want them to post about mm. their friend. So I, I'm a bit cynical about the whole thing. And I just think, I, I, I honestly, this is probably not a good marketing advice, but I think everyone should use social media the way that works for them. You know, they always tell people, oh, you use every channel. But I think if you can be consistent on one platform, make oh, that yeah. platform your platform and just neglect the other ones. Like our Twitter is pretty dead. But oh, yeah. <laughs> like Instagram I have is zero not time for Twitter. Yeah, and some people are just on TikTok and they're just smashing it and they get so much engagement on there. Why would you then waste your time trying to upkeep Facebook? Just oh, yeah, no. let it die, honestly. Yeah, I think that's good advice. I'll pay someone to like keep it up. But... Yeah, I think that's good advice. Like, like, like they say cross promote, and I think that's fair enough if you've got the time. But if you're going to really invest, like especially video, just do it on one. Because that's going to be good. Yeah, and try out results. things. Like some brands have, um, they post things like themselves. So some brand owners are just the face of their brand. Other people just post stuff without themselves in. And just find your style and find what you're comfortable with and what you can actually realistically keep up. So if you make yourself a plan that you can't stick to, that will lose your followers if you promise things like, oh yeah, I'll upload every day and then you just don't upload. It's very true. I feel like there's some nuggets of wisdom in there for social for social media. Oh, my Your chair. My bloody chair. So it's because I'm such a fidget. Look at it. Anyway, so we're getting there now. The, the way I'd kind of like to wrap this up is we've been very business owner focused mm-hmm. so far. Like kind of how, how do I navigate marketing as a business owner? But what, what, would you, what do you as a consumer look for? when you're what do you deem to be a good I know we touched on it a little bit earlier but what do you feel is good non in like what do you feel is good marketing as a consumer and what is not oh I find that really hard because of having worked in marketing for so long I find myself like looking through things Mm -hmm. and not actually looking at things as a consumer but I really I hate when when you can tell that things are just like when when pages just post memes and stuff. Yeah, they're just inauthentic. Like it just looks like you have a social media manager that you pay five hundred quid a month, and they're just churning out this like random content. That's yeah, just that, that, it will get engagement. Fair enough, because these people things, mindlessly like, scroll. Tag the third person in your thing, or the person begins with J goes on holiday with you. Whatever, I know it works, but I just hate it, and I'm very likely to. Well, I, I like but things. The that, question is, does it work? No, it does, because I can see that it has like 310,000 shares or something. Because there is just a market for that. And so for some people, especially maybe uh, maybe another generation older than us who, that, that didn't grow up with the exposure to this kind mm, of stuff online, oh, for them it's very like new and they find it interesting. 
But for They're me... Like, oh, if I share this and tag someone, that's really cool. But then I guess we saw that when, when it was happening on MySpace. Yeah, so, I mean, it depends. So, so page that I follow, it depends what it is. So if I follow, like, a clothing brand, I appreciate seeing, like, the clothes on actual people and, like, mm-hmm. styled. I just, I just appreciate, like, aesthetic things. I like to see. And if I follow a page for products, like, we follow a lot of source companies. Mm-hmm. I like to see, like, behind the scenes. I like to see food. So recipes, like actually yeah. the product in action, I like to see. I like to see the owners talk about their product. Yeah. So I like. I like. It doesn't. It's not a specific thing I like. I just like authenticity. Authenticity. Yeah, that's what, kind of what I touched on. Earlier. I think that's a really good point. I think it's like. If you feel like someone's doing something because they care and they want it and they're excited about it and they want to share it, that's really nice to see. Because you're like, oh, that's great. But if you feel like, I don't know, you almost feel through the phone, the sort of someone is just doing, they don't really want to do it, they don't want to post it, there's no life there, they're just kind of like going through the motions. And I think, it's yeah, if, if something feels hollow, then I don't want to have anything to do with it. But if it feels like I actually get, which is why I've got actually got a lot of time for some of the uh, ads on podcasts and in um, and in YouTube videos, if they're well curated. Like, I don't know why I haven't yet signed up to Mag- Magellan TV. You probably never get ads for this, but everywhere I go, it's like the geeks Netflix, basically. Like, I have never got, heard of that. That's yeah, targeted ads so Magellan, for So Magellan TV is like the geeks Netflix, and um, I watch lots of like space yeah, videos and really history videos and stuff like that. <laughs> There's all those kind of videos that I watch on YouTube, but then I'm like, I've already got a million subscriptions. I'm not going to add another one. Yeah, fair enough. But maybe I will. I've got them in my mind now. I've had so many friggin' ads for Magellan TV on YouTube. <laughs> and the same thing for probably HelloFresh on, on podcasts. Like, they're, they're going heavy on there. Yeah. But, um, I mean, what I wanted to mention as well is that we are not perfect. Like, our social media pages are not as good as they could be. But at the same time, I feel quite strongly that... In a way, that's good. Like, I, I kind of just like to put out things when I'm excited about some, something. I don't want to over-curate what we do. And, like, for example, I have I really like TikTok. I go through phases. At the moment, I upload quite a bit on TikTok. At Conomaniac, if you're interested. So I like to just do it like that. Like, I get kind of into a platform and I want to post on there more. I will. And then if I have a week where I just don't feel like it, I don't believe that suddenly a thousand people will unfollow us because I haven't posted for a week. So No, they won't. And, you know, I've done social media management for clients and things, and I know that there is guidelines and things you should be doing, but I haven't really seen it in real life that it had an adverse effect if you just, you know, if you don't feel like it, don't do it. Don't just keep it up for the sake and put up random stuff that you don't care about, like filler filler posts. Mm, That's true. It's good to have a content bank if you're really organised. Oh, mate, yeah. <laughs> I've tried but failed many, yeah. many times. I think that's some good advice, Jen. I think there's some, some advice great nuggets. Advice from the heart. There. I think there's some great nuggets. Um, you know what I want to do? I want to kind of wrap up with some of the stuff. I wanted I, to I actually like... bring up one more thing. Okay, what one more thing did you want to bring I up? I feel like this might be why most people are listening to this, and that's influencer marketing. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, go for it. What, do you, what are your thoughts on influencer marketing? Um, huge, huge thing, obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not an expert on it, um, but I just wanted to say that it, I don't really know what I want to say about it. We, I mean, we are a tiny, tiny company, right? And we get messages all the time from people saying like, oh, I love your product. Can you send me some of your product? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think other businesses get the same. Um, and in the end, it's like everyone's decision how they want to do it. But I personally feel that influencer marketing only works if you super super niche it so Mm -hmm. if you get if you have we've sent stuff to a few people maybe like 10 people in the three years we've sent something to Mm -hmm. and those were all people where we have found their content and actually consumed their content and enjoyed it and thought this person like we think they would like our product we think their audience would be interested in it Mm -hmm. and then we contact them and we're like love your content literally so good do you want to like try our product and we we're not at a stage where we can pay anyone yet and i don't don't know if we ever will do that because i don't know how big of a 
part of our business it will be to do influencer marketing but I very much believe that when you do influencer marketing to not give free stuff to everybody and just cold message everyone who has like 10,000 followers or more but instead <laughs> all right dog Tate's got something to say yeah he doesn't like influencer marketing but instead to find like 10 or 15 that you really really like even if they don't have as many followers the number of followers is not always an indication for how successful it will be either so you can have an influencer with a million followers but if they 99.99% of those don't give a yeah freak. also they could not put as much work into trying to present your product because they don't really care they just get free stuff and they just have like it's work for them so like hey they've got to send this or whatever if you get Another. Can I just say something? Yeah. Fuck. I keep not swearing acts delivered because I feel like I'm being censored, but then I realise I don't have to not swear. So now I've finished swearing. Anything else to say on influencer marketing? Um, it can work really, really well. I know that for a lot of brands it's done absolute wonders. And we have actually had um one or two incidents of it really working, yeah. especially on TikTok for us. Uh, but it's not something we've done like loads of times <laughs> and not something that's like a big focus for us. But whenever I do see an influencer that I really like and I think it could work, I reach out. So I guess I do it more on the go. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think I'm going to maybe try and find some people, but we'll we'll see how that goes. So, yeah, I think that's probably a good way of thinking about influencer marketing. Don't just think it's a solve all your problems. Some of them charge an exorbitant amount of money and there's no point sending anything to anyone unless they care about it and their audience cares about it. Yeah, and there's a lot of people who just want free stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that want free stuff. <laughs> like, I've got a 1,000 followers on Instagram and I mainly take selfies, send me some of your stuff. Um, is there anything else, any, any other wisdom to impart, Jen, before we... It's what I've said in a lot of words is just that whilst there is some like rules and guidelines, just do you. Yeah, you do you. Isn't like my best advice after working in marketing for two years is just do how you wanna do it. Yeah. Well, as authentically as possible. It's good to listen to the advice, but in the end I think that's a really good yeah. advice. And I also think that it's trial and error, like I said. You do you keep trying things stick with what works for you and just don't do the stuff that doesn't work yeah that's basically it so i mean i'm just going to quickly summarize a few of the bits Ooh, things okay. that we talked about because i think this has been probably one of our most meandering podcasts because we've had the dog scratching the floor barking at birds yeah, your chair going my chair creaking you having about 19 wheeze um well they don't know they didn't know that until now well, they do now they do and uh and I feel like it's been a bit disjointed. So I want to just give a quick summary of some of the key points that we've talked about here because there's quite a lot to unpack. So one of the first things we talked about was start with the fundamentals. There's no point putting even putting a company together unless you know why you're doing it. So start with that. Um, good marketing is good ideas and originality. So, you know, it's good marketing is not just throwing a load of money at things and seeing seeing if it sticks it's start with a good idea and then a good idea will spread um adapt to the platform that was another great thing that you said so the kind of content needs to suit the platform that you're that you're posting on so whether it's you know tiktok it's going to be a minute long video youtube is going to be something different um there's no shortcuts that was another thing everyone wants a shortcut everyone wants a magic bullet there really isn't one you need it's all trial and error um social media wise commit commit to one social platform have that be your platform there's nothing wrong with it you don't need to do everything be the master of one rather than the master of none <laughs> um uh influencer marketing wise don't just send stuff to everyone under the sun because they might not like it and their audience might not like it it's all, all about niching and picking the right kinds of people and then like you said to round up do you do you that's jen's big thing you do you um anything else you want to add to it? no i before think i finish creaking my chair i'm sorry that i think loads of people listen to this as like getting instruction to on how to market but i'm sorry guys it's just not that simple unfortunately and this podcast is probably too like 
it's not the right platform to go through paid marketing in detail. So I'm sorry, I can't can't guide you through on how to get a ROAS of twenty on an ad. That's oh yeah, no. If you want that, there's a million podcasts. Watch Shopify Masters. Well, or just go on YouTube. Look, teach yourself how to use Facebook Business Manager. But if you really can't work it out, get a good agency and just find someone. Pay them trust. loads of money. Yeah. Or pay me loads of money. Like I said, you know, I do marketing. You can get me again online, kierkemp.com. I can't believe you're plugging your freelance business. Of course I am. Why not? <laughs> Profesh. Okay, guys. Well, it. thank you for listening. And... Uh, what, what is their last? Jingle. Cue the jingle.